Hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 184 of Bat Flips and Maple Dips. I'm Patrick here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. He is Justin in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Uh, Justin, great weekend if you're a fan of baseball, particularly the Toronto Blue Jays. Yes, sir. Um, but otherwise, how was your weekend? What do you got going on? I'm tired, man. It's been busy. Uh, yeah. Doing lots of stuff, so yeah. Just uh, looking forward to a relaxing Sunday evening and hopefully uh, get lots of sleep. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, bud. I... How was your weekend? It was uh, slow. I didn't do very much. I, I went out for a walk today. Uh, finally was able to get back on the wagon. Nice. Uh, as far as, well, I shouldn't have used that phrase, but uh, I'll say um, I'm finally getting some physical activity in after like a month and plus of like feeling like poopy doop. So. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. So that's good. That was nice. Lots of chores. I'm almost done my chores today. I got one more thing to do, and then I'm I gotta I'm just gonna make sandwiches for dinner. And I already got the ball game done. So I mean, fuck, I got nothing on the go. Probably just gonna chill and maybe play some Destiny. Maybe not. I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah. Destiny too. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, sounds good. Yeah, no. I'm uh, after this. I'm gonna edit the show and then make some food and then probably just sit in a dark room until I go to sleep. I just mm. need to have silence. <laughs> just like stare weekend. at a white, a blank, like a yeah. white or off white I might just throw an episode of Sopranos on or something and just chill out. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I changed my answer. I'm going to actually watch, uh, I've been watching Sherlock again. Oh yeah. Yeah. With Benedict Cumberbatch and yeah. Martin Freeman. I'm going to watch another episode of that tonight. Watched two of them last night. Uh, I forgot how much I like that show. It's good. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's good shit. Good shit. Um, let's get right into it, man, because there was a couple of weird stories to happen, and then I just want to talk Jays. I don't want to uh, talk about anybody else, really. Uh, if you like what we do, follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. DM or tweet us. Uh, yeah, we like talking to fans. Still trying to follow everybody who follows us. It takes a long time to do. Um, we're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. So go ahead and, and come find us and listen to us. Uh, website, bfmdpodcast.com. Uh, thanks for taking the time to listen to the episode. Really appreciate it. Love the support. You guys are great. Uh, keep listening. Let's get right into it. I, I want to intro this, if you don't mind. Go for it. For the second time in the history of the New York Mets. They have thrown a no-hitter. However, it was a combined no-hitter. So, do you put these combined no-hitters on the same level as a no-hitter? Is it no. as impressive or less impressive? No, it's it sucks. I hate it. Is are you saying like it's like zero value? Like zero value? Anything shouldn't count. I don't know if I agree. I. I'll say this: uh, one-man no-hitters are superior by at least a hundred times. Uh, but I don't know. That's kind of cool. No hit. See, you know what? Fuck it. I'm on your side. Let's move on. <laughs> you made a compelling argument. Let's talk about the, the quote Yankees letter. Yeah. Uh, the thing that is... they thought would rip the fabric of time and space, but then. Yeah. It was, yeah. turned out it was absolutely useless and a non story. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, yeah. So, 
Uh, Jeff Passan, at Jeff Passan on Twitter, he tweeted out, The infamous Yankee letter is pretty much a nothing burger. It says the Yankees used their replay room to decode catcher's signs and relay them to the runners on second, which multiple teams were doing. Uh, it did not does not find that they were illicitly using sent the center field camera. Uh, the upshot, the Yankees and Red Sox were illegally using the replay room to steal signs, but neither scheme was anything close to what the Astros were doing with the banging on up the trash cans. Oh my god. Other teams yeah. were likely doing similar things to New York and Boston. That element spanned the game. So I mean, yeah, the Yankees were cheating, but so was everybody else. Moving on. They also <laughs> stopped cheating before Boston stopped cheating before they won their title, I think. Yeah. That's it's just what whatever. This is nothing. Who cares? Let's move on. I'm not even mad at the Astros anymore, to be honest with you. Like it's been five well, years. They got it's time to move on. Yeah, it wasn't enough. They uh, haven't won I, since, so Yeah, who cares? We all know uh, that they couldn't win without it now, so <laughs> Yeah. Enough being said. Did you see, this is my favorite thing that happened this weekend, I think. Kyle Schwarber, or no, this was like a few days. A few, that was like last week, yeah. Right, we could go yeah, but time. I don't think we talked about it. No. Kyle Schwarber loses it on Angel Hernandez. It was pretty funny. Uh, it was extremely funny. We have been very uh, small C conservative about discussing the umpires and their performance. Someday soon we will talk about uh, the umpire scorecards and all of that. Um, but let's just do a temperature check. Justin, how do you feel about the umpires so far this season? Mixed bag. Um, I feel like they've been better for, for the Blue Jays, at least lately. Uh, the first couple series were an Brutal. absolute dumpster fire, but Quinton, maybe it's a coincidence, but the best called game for the Blue Jays all season was by Angel Hernandez in terms of like overall game score i believe so it was 96 percent. say what you will about about angel sometimes he has w's uh i think he gets i'm not saying he's a good umpire but i think he gets a lot of shit just because he's like kind of vocal about getting shit so i think a lot of people just like see him as almost like the the poster child for bad umpiring even though most of the time he's not fucking it up (laughs) but he does have rare games like this one where uh, he was bad. He was really bad. There was one pitch that he called the strike that was six inches off the outside of the plate. Like it was, when the umpire scorecard came out the next day, it barely fit on the graphic. That's how far out it was. <laughs> it was bad. But so yeah, uh, everyone yeah. has a bad game. Um, some of the best umpires in the league, like say a Pat Hoberg, had a took a huge L against the Blue Jays or with the, in the Blue Jays game that he did he was like it was really bad his score was in the 80s I think and he's usually high 90s so yeah like I, I don't know like I obviously I think it's time for the game to evolve and for us to have uh robo umps at least when it comes to home plate I don't know you can't really do it yeah I, I don't know we want to have robots everywhere all over the stadium but I'd be, I'd be curious to see what a game looks like robo-umped for, like, an MLB exhibition game. Give me give us one exhibition game next year and see what it looks like. I know they're doing it in AAA, aren't they? No, that's Pitch Clock. Never mind. Pitch Clock. They're doing it, um, I th- I'm not sure if it's in, in one of, I think it's one of the single-A leagues, Southeast League or something they're doing it this year. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
I'd be down for I'd be down to see an MLB exhibition game with with uh, a Robo up just to see just to see how it feels, and I'd like to see the scorecard after it. I want to see if it would actually be. I mean, obviously, you're not going to program in room for error or interpretation. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords, but <laughs> I'm only saying that because I, I don't want to upset the robots when they take over the planet. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Preserve us, let's, please. Anyway. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, do we even want to talk about the 324-game suspension levy? No, fuck so, that guy. Let's move on. I love that. I love that take. Moving on, let's talk about the Astros and the Blue Jays three-game series this weekend at the Rogers Center. Um, take it away, man. Yeah, so it was a crazy weekend of baseball once again for the Blue Jays. Uh, Friday's game was really the only uh, game that wasn't close, I would say. Uh, and, and it was kind of close at, at points. But the Astros did win the first game of the series, 11-7 to on Friday night. It was a rough one for Yusei Kikuchi. He was only able to record eight outs in the game yeah. and was charged with four runs. It was an equally rough night for Trevor Richards out of the bullpen. He was charged with five runs over an inning and a third. Um, at one point, yeah. Patrick... After the fourth inning, it was 5-4 to four for Houston. So it was kind of a close game. And then they put up that five spot in the, fifth, yep. in the sixth inning. That put it out of reach. The Jays tried to make it a, a game again. They scored, a, they scored three runs in the sixth and seventh innings to make it, I guess it would have been 10-7 to seven at the time. But then uh, they couldn't take advantage of a couple other situations. In the game, um, Jays were 3-for-12 with runners in scoring position. So 250, which is not a bad average. The Astros were 5 for 14, so they hit over 300, which is the difference in the game pretty much right there. Yeah, the uh, Donkey Kong punched us uh, right over the top of the head. Yeah. Shout out, though, to uh, uh, Rymel Tapia, who went 4 for 5. Four hits, yeah. Four and then our boys, Guerrero and Chappie, both hit uh, Ding Dong Doodles. Uh, love it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even want to talk about this game. I was, just no, so dis- I was disappointed in everybody. Yeah, the only relief pitchers who didn't pitch in that game for the Jays were uh, Meza, um, Simber. Simber, Garcia, and Romano. So the the good guy, the good ones. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to man, me, that's... it really showed kind of the difference between yeah. the good and like the good and the bad in this bullpen. Not that these guys are bad, of course, but like uh, Thornton gave up two or gave up a run. Uh, Richards was five, Phelps was one, and like there was just, and none of them had a clean inning. There was always runners on base. The Jays had eight walks combined. Credit to, to Merriweather though. Merriweather uh, did only concede one run and one walk in in five outs. No, um, Mer- Merriweather didn't give up a run. He was he was one of the ones that didn't. He had a hit yeah, and a walk. In five but he's outs. had so many other bad outings that yeah, I feel yeah. like he's just getting. Him. It's he's good to see him get a few strikeouts for sure. Yeah, um, he did have three uh, in his uh, five outs, but I mean, yeah. rough, rough one for the pitchers, the hitters. I mean, Bo is zero for five with two Ks. Uh, <laughs> Zach Collins zero for four with yeah. the fabled uh, Golden Sombrero while batting fifth. Uh, that no hurts. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, th- this is probably not a surprise, but the Houston Astros are a good ball team and Jordan Alvarez uh went three for four yeah and uh that bomb that he hit uh 
and the next game we'll talk about was into the flight deck too like it was a it was a i know blast. alvarez is just a good hitter He's and a I, I, it's a pleasure to watch him hit the baseball uh, even though it it's uh it's crazy that when the jays played the astros a week ago he was hitting below 200 and and like after game two of this series he was hitting 276 so. i know it's almost like it's too small a sample size he got, he got really hot <laughs> but uh, uh super it, oh go ahead i was just gonna say super performance too by yuli Gurriel. yeah three five. he's a good player um at 37 years old still good <laughs> I, he's got at least I, I would think we're not seeing any regression from him. Yeah, nah, right, as of right now, years. he's hitting two eleven, but and he has no ding dingers yet. Yeah, he'll level off. He'll be yeah. fine. Uh, he won a batting title last year. Yeah, and a Gold Glove. Uh, game two. It was Jose Barrios' day against Luis Garcia. The Jays saw Garcia last week in Houston, and just like last time, they had two home runs off him. They were both solo shots, both by George Springer. Yeehaw. One one let off the game, and then one came in his next appearance in the third inning. Uh, Springer also uh, stole a base in the game as well, too, as did Ramal Tapia and Bo Bichette. Have, Jays haven't had three stolen bases in a game in a long time. Can't remember the last time that happened, but uh, Bo Bichette had a couple of hits. I had predicted yep. on Twitter before the game that he was going to get three hits. He had hits in each of his first two at-bats, and I was looking really smart, and then he didn't get a hit the rest of the way, but... Uh, it was nice to see him have a game without any strikeouts for a while. But, uh, yeah, those George Springer home runs were all the Blue Jays needed. They won 2-1. to one. The Astros did get a home run from Alvarez again, who hit it, like I think it was 474 feet into the Western oh, flight deck. It was it a was blast. Disgusting. Yeah, it, it was, was also amazing. Yeah, it was It was a, It was was an insane home run. But uh, Barrios went only five and two-thirds in this one. He got into a little bit of pitch count trouble. There were runners on base almost every inning. But again, he uh, did what he did against Boston his last time out and was able to uh, get just pitch around a lot of contact and get outs when he needed it. Uh, Adam Simber, Tim Meza, and Jordan Romano combined for the rest of the game, only giving up one hit and one walk between them. Um, it was a really nice bounce-back game for the Blue Jays after getting up 11 runs. They hold the Astros to one run on eight hits. I thought that uh, I thought that Brios looked good for the most part. He did hang a few, and the Astros were making contact, but he was able to make his pitches when he needed to. Yeah, he's he's scattering a lot of hits. He's not he's I would say like he is he is now where if we had had an ideal spring, where he would be at the beginning of the season. Yeah. So he is about five starts or four starts, whatever it is, behind. Which is fine. He's still two and zero, and his ERA has dropped now down four thirteen. That'll continue to go down. He's yep. He's going to be facing a tough uh, a, a tough uh, Yankees lineup here, but or actually no, he's starting. No, he'll be right. in the Cleveland game. That's right. Yeah. Wait, sorry, I over. Uh, yeah. No. All overestimated. Good. Um, <laughs> but I mean Cleveland. Yeah, they're they've gone cold, so th- it'll be a good opportunity for yeah. him to sort of work some stuff out a little bit more and again that pen simber Mesa romano is just so they're so savage they can't be hit they're tough they're yeah, tough they, they were great they're really really hard on houston uh who like you said a walk and a hit in the final three innings that's not ideal if you want to win a ball game <laughs> um and we really didn't need anything after the third inning no nope. kind of pitching just kind of pitching was good from there 
Yeah, shout out to Guriel, two for four. He's starting to heat up. Um, yep. Oh, for four for Vladdy. It was Springer, Guerrero, or Springer, Bichette, and Guriel that combined for the six hits. So everyone else. Yeah, was everybody open. else was zeros. Yeah, only Tapia Look. and Chapman got on base via walks, and yeah, that was all she wrote. Springer got Let's hit talk. by a pitch. <laughs> Let's talk about Game Three, Junior Jays game Junior Sunday. Jays Sundays, May the first. So the Blue Jays went through. April for the first time in franchise history without losing games uh, on back-to-back days, by the way. That was a fun stat. Uh, the bounce yeah, back. 14 and 8. I would say 14 and 8 is definitely better. I think it was the third best opening month in franchise history behind yeah, 1992 behind... and 2009 of all months, of all years. That was a Vernon Wells here, I think. I think Wellsy know. was gone by then. Uh, we'll look it up later, but... Know. Yeah, 2009 is <laughs> a long time ago, 13 years. Yeah, I couldn't even um, tell you anybody who was on that team. No. I can't even register. <laughs> Aaron Hill, maybe? Maybe. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, so the Blue Jays finished, finished April 14-8, and eight, as Patrick said. They're just behind the Yankees in the division. The Yankees are on a heater right now. The Jays are going to see them tomorrow. Spoiler alert. We'll preview that in a second. But uh, in Sunday's finale, it was a very similar line to Saturday's game, Patrick Marsh. It was another low-scoring game. Uh, ended up being a two to one final for the Blue Jays. The big hit in the game was from Bo Bichette, who hit a two run home run just into the over the right field wall into the Astros bullpen in the sixth inning. At that point, Framber Valdez was no hitting the Blue Jays. They got him into the third time in the order. Springer was able to take a walk, and then Bo was able to send one over the over the wall to give the Jays a two to one lead. The Astros had managed to scrape a run across against Gosman in the top half of that sixth inning, so it was nice to see an immediate comeback for the Jays. And then they were able to scratch another run across off of Gosman in the seventh. Gosman's final line, Patrick, seven innings, six hits, two runs, ten strikeouts, and again, zero walks. He has not walked a batter yet this season. Uh, pretty remarkable start for him. Just yep. in terms of uh, the control that we're seeing and also the amount of swing and miss that he gets. It's unreal. Uh, hit, today he had 22 swings and misses on his pitches. Valdez only had six, for for just for reference. So. Yeah, Gossman is the best splitter I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it might be the single best pitch the Jays have had maybe since, like, Doc or Clemens. <laughs> like, they haven't, yeah. had a, they haven't had a pitch, like a singular pitch, be this good in a long time. Actually, I would say, um, fairness though, to Marco Estrada's uh, changeup. His changeup was was good for a few years. Yeah, that's extremely fair. deceptive for there for yeah. a couple of years before he injuries kind of. Yes. Yeah, so, Gosman, by my math, is through thirty-one and two-thirds innings so far this season without a walk. Um, his strikeout numbers too are great. He had five in his first start, nine in his second, then eight, nine, and then ten today. So. He's at 41 strikeouts in 31 two-thirds innings. Yeah, that's unbelievable. The very splitter good. is is just destroying. And this is a very good Houston team. Um, again, the Jays are playing only teams good that teams. are like at the very top of the tier. Yep. Uh, and again, Gosman went out there and just rocked them. They had no answer uh, aside from obviously, uh, you know, squeezing a couple runs. Uh, Nico Goodrum had a good game today. He was two for three with a ribby. 
Yeah. Uh, and then former Jay Ledmus Diaz had the other RBI going two for four. Kyle Tucker went three for four. He's been. He had a good series. He had a good series against the Jays too. But he was hitting like 069, I think, when they played them the start of the series in Houston. He's got his average up to 250 now, so he's on a bit of a heater. Yeah, no more Jays games though, so he's not going to get a chance to <laughs> scratch yeah. any more off of us. <laughs> yeah, his last um, seven games, he's hitting 520. Framber Valdez looked excellent <laughs> yeah, he did. right up until he threw the hamburger that Bo Bichette, uh took. To, uh, to right field. Yeah. That his, was... His game, uh, I thought he was great, especially for a lefty pitching against a lot of the right-handed Blue Jay power bats. He did a really good yeah. job of neutralizing that. To be fair, there were some hard-hit balls. I was going through the StatCast game feed, Patrick, and I talked about this earlier, but out of the... There were 11 balls hit 100 miles an hour or more in this game. Only That's three of them crazy. ended up being hits. That's crazy. And there were lots of them, like uh, Kyle Tucker's... Uh, hit a line out in the fifth inning that Springer went back on, and it was an 890 expected batting average. So 89% of the time it would drop as a hit. And there were a few others, like Bo Bichette's first uh, plate appearance yeah, the in bullet. the first inning was the hardest yeah. hit ball of the game, but it went right to the shortstop. Um, yeah, and then there was a couple, like the, uh, the Alex Bregman ball in the ninth that Springer made the diving catch on. That one was over 100 miles an hour. Expected batting average of 610 on that one. So like there were a lot of balls that were hit really hard in this game that did not find gaps. Pretty even spread between the two teams. Uh, the Jays had five. The Astros had six of those balls above 100. So, yeah, definitely uh, some that could have could have been hits that weren't. So it was a it was a well fielded yeah. game. Yeah. Taking taking again taking two of three for the second time against Houston. We're done with them for the year. Yeah, that's a big deal. Uh, the Astros now are just eleven wins and eleven losses, putting them third in the AL West. They're obviously going to bounce back from that. Yeah, uh, they're a much better team. Uh, they should however, have Tuve back soon as well. Uh, being fifteen and eight now as of the end of day May first is very very good. It's better than I expected. We are now what uh, eight and four. Nine and four, Nine and four in this, this, on this, in this on the 20 stretch. games and 20 nights. Um, yeah. That's really good. That means we only have to go one and six the rest of the way to, to float at 500, which is about what we expected. And, and obviously, uh, you know, I, I think we might win more than one game out of the next seven. <laughs> I would uh, hope so. Really good, though. Yeah, uh, and I then like especially that. with Tampa losing, Baltimore uh, is up nine to one against Boston. They're probably going to win that game. The Yankees, I believe, are about to win against Kansas City. Um, so overall, the Jays are uh, about. Well, I would say they're exceeding expectations, but at the same time, a lot of hitters are having a lot of trouble. But it's all across MLB. There's not really anybody, unless your last name is Trout, uh, <laughs> who who are are dominant. Nobody on the Jays is uh, has an OPS over 950 anymore, as far as I know. None of the regular. No, Vladdy's kind of fallen off. He's had a really cold uh, couple of yeah. a really cold week, other than his home run the other day. Yeah, he's hitting just 275. But again, we are only just reaching May. Yeah. George Springer has an OPS of 921, which is quite good. He is looking like uh, an all-star. Yeah. Uh, Vladdy is... is too, but I mean, it's in different ways. 
this um, is the Springer we thought we were going to get when we signed him, and it's nice to see that uh, that happening. He might actually, this motherfucker might actually hit the fucking 40 home runs. Yeah, he could. As a leadoff. Um, here's an interesting question a fan posed online to Joe Siddle before the show today. Um, Bo is hitting barely 200. At what point do you drop him in the lineup? And Joe's response was basically, no. He just, that, that was, was his response. He just said no. <laughs> yeah, it was just straight up no. no. Um, LOL, very funny. We probably agree with him, but let's look, let's break it down for you. Is there any sort of logical reason to bump both down in the lineup right now, other than the fact that his batting average is suffering? No. Exactly. I would agree. He's a great base runner and he has the pop. If he wasn't batting second today, we would have lost this game. Uh, because... George got on, and and then Bo took a, uh, Valdez deep. I mean, I don't know. I he, yeah, he's hitting real bad, and he's not getting, he's not hitting a lot of balls deep. But he's had a terrible luck, which can't last, and he'll level off. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not super worried about Bo Bichette. I'll say that much. No, um, I'll tell you who I'm also not worried about whatsoever. That is. Uh, the second baseman, Santiago Espinal. I thought you were going to say uh, so, Kevin Biggio, the true second baseman. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> Look, at the beginning of the year, it could have gone either way, but at this point, Santiago Espinal has been outstanding. Oh, yeah, he's earned the playing De- time. Defensively and offensively, he's contributing. His average is surprisingly, well, I guess not surprisingly, Sandgrass. Uh, had his average dropping about 50 points, and so far they're bang on. Um, 264, he's hitting 264 right now with a 325 OBP, meaning he is taking walks. Uh, he has three stolen bases and two home runs off and 11 RBIs. He's doing what we had hoped he would do. Uh, there's really nothing weak in his game. He's hitting very low in the lineup. Do you think Espinal is going to ever hit above, like, 7 or 6? I think they kind of like him where he is. Um, yeah. I think he's a good guy to have down there because later on in the game when they start switching guys around low in that order, um, I think it's nice to have his bat in there just as kind of a, a stable yeah a stable product a stable producer is what i'm looking for lower down it was a lineup. rough series for alejandro kirk um he's having a rough season to be fair he'll get he'll bounce back uh, or maybe not i don't know maybe gabriel moreno gets a call up before sooner than later uh this was Vinny capra's first the left fielder today this was his mlb debut wasn't it or jay's debut it was his mlb debut yeah yep shout out to him over two Vinny. with the with a strikeout. It was a um, tough game to debut in when your team gets no hit until the sixth inning. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Jays finished with just three hits. Three hits in total. Uh, but, uh, uh, Vin- yeah, Framber Valdez was dealing. He yeah, Vinny, real uh, Vinny's been in the Jays system since they drafted him in 2018. He was the 20th round pick, 596th overall, and he made the big leagues four years later. So He's from Melbourne, but Melbourne, Florida, not Australia. Um, uh, fun fact. <laughs> is there anything here? I mean, he was hitting 304 in MILB. He hit 327 in AA last year. 
Um, yeah. He doesn't strike out too much. He's about a three to one strikeout to walk guy, which is pretty much average. He had 944 OPS in double A last year. Is yeah, like you said, hitting 304 so far in Buffalo. Another another guy who can play all over the diamond, uh, primarily third baseman in the minors, but he's able to play kind of wherever they need him to play. Yeah, um, we got a lot of guys who are just cold. Like, yeah, he's been playing left field and shortstop and third base this year for the Bisons. So he's yeah. kind of a jack of all trades kind of guy. It was good to see him get some plate appearances. I still i I doubt that he or uh, Gosuke Keto are going mm. to be on this team, or even Bradley Zimmer. Bradley will be Zimmer on this is team. probably the least likely to stick around because Teoscar is an outfielder. So. Yeah, Zimmer has really struggled at the plate. He, he has just, just two hits and 30 at-bats. Uh, not ideal. Only uh, 13 strikeouts, but yeah. it's just... To be fair, Patrick, he's, those strikeouts are about 50%, almost uh, about 40% of his plate appearances just over. So. Yeah, it's he's... not looking too good for him at this point. Defensively, he's great. He's, oh, yeah, it's just... he's wonderful in the field. It's a disastrous. This is a disaster. He doesn't even have enough batted ball data to even have like a stat cast profile at this point. Because yeah, he's got that home run, and then he's got like the the bunt single. So his stats <laughs> last year aren't anything to scoff at. He did have eight home runs and thirty five RBIs. Um, strikes out a lot. Yeah, he he does. Two twenty seven. Average last year, 325 OBP, 344 slash. So no PS of 669. Not bad for a replacement player. But yeah, he strikes he out in been, a third of his plate appearances, though. Yeah, he's been an absolute just black hole. He's a K machine. I don't even know what to, what can you do. Because he, he's just too good defensively not to have in center field or, uh, from time to time. Yeah. I, at, at some point when we get Teoscar back, there, he, we'll never see him again. I don't think so, no. Um, and um, then when the ros- rosters contract tomorrow, uh, yeah. we'll go to 14 pitchers, pitchers and 12 fielders. So we'll only have three on the bench, which means it'll be Tapia, Collins, and... Maybe Cato to start. Maybe Capra. Maybe not. Yeah, it could be Cato or Capra. But yeah, you you got to think that, that Zimmer's gone. Because you got to have an infielder on the bench, and neither Tapia or Collins or that. So it's yeah. going to be Capra or Coteau that stays because they're both utility guys. I could see yep. it being Coteau because Coteau also plays first base, and Capra doesn't. So I, I'm predicting it's going to be Tapia, um, Collins, and uh, Coteau when they roster yeah. shrinks. When, so. uh, yeah, and, and obviously Cabin at some point will be. Back. yeah off the COVID il and then teoscar comes back so then when cabin comes back then you, you i think they might even send cabin on a rehab assignment because he's been out on about a week now yeah i would send um, him on a rehab assignment leave him down there in buffalo for a week yeah or two get him uh get him a full series in buffalo just get him like 12 at bats or something at triple a at least yeah just to like, get him get him to play every day so he can try and get that timing down because now he that he hasn't been playing against live pitching he's going to be even more out of sync yeah, we've gotten more into Tapia than I expected, which is good. But Brad, imagine taking Bradley Zimmer out of your lineup and inserting Chaz Hernandez. That's like, that's nutty. Yeah, and that that allows 
Guriel to move out of the fourth spot into the fifth spot again, which is a good thing for everybody because that again. Chapman moves just... down to six. Espinal yeah. probably stays at eight. That helps lengthen the lineup. Yeah, again. Kirk yeah. slash Jansen slash Collins. Yeah, mm. it sounds like the that Teoscar will go on a rehab assignment. He might even go down tomorrow, um, by the sounds of it, from what I was yeah, hearing. He's almost he's almost ready, which is nice. Three hundred yeah. hitter. They are targeting the uh, the Cleveland series, which is on Thursday. So, so three days from now. Yeah, he should be. So he 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 should be going to Buffalo to start a rehab assignment tomorrow if that's going to happen. Jordan Romano, eleventh save of the year. Man, we're riding this guy. Yeah, twenty three games in, and he's pitched in twelve of them. At, at some point, he's got to get some rest, right? Or do you think he's just thriving off of this? He has been getting rest and they pointed out like today was one of his longer outings it was 21 pitches but a lot of his outings have been like single digit pitches he comes in and gets his three outs quickly for the most part yeah so because he has that absolute fucking meatball fastball that's 99 yeah um vicious so i mean yeah i mean obviously you'd like him to pitch you'd like him to get a couple days off at some point um so hopefully as we preview the yankees series the jays can just get on the offense and score a bunch of runs um just looking at that yankee series patrick all three games are night games or evening games i guess for me <laughs> yeah uh 707 eastern starts monday tuesday and wednesday game one has jordan montgomery the lefty for the yankees going up against ross stripling for the blue jays game two is jameson tyon a righty against alec manoa for the jays and then game three, it's probably Hector Neris. Nope. No. It's Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I said the wrong name. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was Cortez, but I said Hector Neris instead for some reason. Nestor Cortez, which makes sense, will go against Yusei Kikuchi. Cortez has been filthy this year. He's got a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. Uh, the Jays did face him in New York. I think they faced all three of these guys so far. Um, so yeah, it'll be Jays versus Yankees in Toronto. The last three games of this long homestand for the Blue Jays before they headed out to Cleveland on Thursday. Game one on Thursday in Cleveland. We'll try and do an episode after that game, most likely. Uh, just due to the timing of these Yankee games, it'll be difficult to do anything during the week. But our friend Patrick is off on Friday, so we can do a later night one there. Nope, I'm not off Friday. You're I'm not off Friday. just going full bore, buddy. Oh, balls to the wall, my guy. Gotta do well, it. Gotta we'll fit it in. We'll try and do an episode that night. If the game doesn't go to extra innings, we'll get one in. But if it does, then it'll be, we'll tentatively schedule something in for you. No, nope, I'll do it. I'll commit to it. <laughs> All right. I don't know if I will. <laughs> I don't like to stay up late either. Uh, let's, let's talk about these matchups. Yeah. Uh, lefty versus righty in the first game. The Jays uh, just with... saw a lefty today too, so they're already in lefty mode. Yeah. Jordan Montgomery, Ross Stripling. Uh, Stripsy did pretty good against uh michael waka uh in his last start yeah. uh against the red sox the yankees are a tough lineup that have heated up they are on fire man i would not be they're good they're what else can you say yep um montgomery very good ground ball uh, pitcher doesn't give a ton of home runs we're gonna have to do it with small ball, which Jays hasn't really been our forte. Together, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it has not been our forte all year. That's gonna be a very, very tough game. Uh, the middle game is the the pitchers' duel. 
Jamison Tayon versus Alex Manoa. Manoa is a Yankee stomper. He's an uh, AL East stomper. Yeah, he is. He's off to a 4-0 start with a 1.44 ERA and 25 Ks. Yeah. If it wasn't for Kevin Gossman, Alex Manoa would be the best the guy we'd be paper. talking about yeah. the most about. <laughs> yeah, having a Cy Young level start. Yeah. Um, interest. That's an interesting one. And then, of course, Cortez versus Kikuchi. Very fitting that you say Kikuchi will pitch on Star Wars night <laughs> because I feel like a lot of balls are going to get hit very high up in the air. Into a galaxy far, far away. Into a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, I like that. Um, stop throwing the cutter. Uh, and get control of your off-speed stuff. We've talked about this to death with Kikuchi. Yeah. There's really nothing to be said. Nestor Cortez is going to be bringing his best shit. Uh, this is going to be a tough series. This might be the first one, folks, where we actually uh, lose. And I'm not saying that because I have no faith in the team. It's just the pitching matchups are, are they're a little bit tougher because there's. I know we're not getting Severino and we're not getting... Um, Oh no, my head. Garrett Cole. Yeah. And, and they're not getting Bar- uh, Barrios for Gossman. They're, I feel like their starting pitching depth is a little bit stronger than ours. Just Possibly. because Kikuchi has struggled so much. It's really. I'm very scared. I'm very nervous. <laughs> I could tell you what, sound nervous. I'll, I'll say that I say it'll come down to the May the 4th game. And uh, I'll bet you a Chewbacca messenger bag uh, that Yusei Kikuchi gets to the fifth inning. Really? Bold. Yeah, because they won't want to waste any bullpen guys. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Barrios versus Aaron Savali was up to a terrible start for the first game against the Cleveland Guardians. Um, yeah, I like our chances. <laughs> Cleveland has cooled off a tiny bit. Uh, I haven't looked at them recently, but I will. Um, they still have Jose Ramirez, so as long as they have him, they always have a chance. Cleveland, they've won two in a row. However, they have lost seven out of ten. Not ideal. Uh, they're 9-12 and 12 on the year after starting and surprising everybody uh, to start the year. And, of course, um, yeah, they're, they're just, I don't, we are going to see Bieber in that series. They're up six, nothing to the athletics today. Um, we're going to see justice Bieber, uh, <laughs> in that series. It'll probably be against Kevin Gossman in the second game, I think. Yeah, it should be. Because they're uh, not, they have a day off and they're not. Yeah, Cleveland has a day off tomorrow and it doesn't seem like they're going to skip. They're just going to give their guys a day off and just stay on rotation, which makes sense. So Gossman versus Bieber, I like that. Yeah, Gossman versus Bieber on uh, Friday, I guess that'll be. Yeah. And then it should be um, Stripling versus uh, Tristan McKenzie on on saturday yeah a little bit better especially since we're gonna have our our top two guys running against that that's a four gamer against cleveland friday right. saturday sunday yeah, monday until and then sunday finally, and the, jays, the jays get an off day on monday yeah finally a freaking day off yeah um, another stretch of games after that 
Yeah, well, there's three days off in May. So yeah, it's not as bad. Nice. Like twenty games in twenty days. Like if as long as the wheels don't fall off the cart. If we go five hundred in these remaining, or well, I guess we can't. If we go four and three or three and four in these last seven games, that's a mega W. Yeah, I'll I take, mean, I'll take do that. what you can against the Yankees. Try and jump on them tomorrow. I think tomorrow is uh, a good matchup for the Jays. They just they just faced the lefties, so they're kind of in lefty mode. Valdez was very good, so hopefully they're dialed in at the plate and focused up on Montgomery's stuff so they can try and uh, hit a bunch of pitches for singles and doubles because he's not going to give up a ton of home runs if his track record is to be believed. So get off to a good start and go from there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll come back after, hopefully after game one of the Cleveland series to preview the rest of the weekend. And then getting into next week's off day, we're planning to do a bit of a, a first month of the season minor league recap. And we'll see how all, all the Blue Jays minor league teams are, go, are are doing. How's that sound, Patrick? Sounds terrific. I awesome. think we've covered just about everything we could possibly cover yeah. today. Uh, shout out to Santiago Espinal once again. Shout out um, to Boba Shet for getting, having a big hit today. That's right. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. But uh, yeah, so follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. You can DM or tweet us any questions you have. We are on Anchor. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Find all episodes at bfmdpodcast.com. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Please leave us a review or a star rating to help more people find us. Tell your friends, your family, your ex-boyfriend. I don't know. Give us a listen. (laughs) But for Patrick out in Halifax, Justin here in Saskatoon, we'll see you next time.